0: Welcome back to the Castro files.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
0: Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. This afternoon, even um, whenever you're catching this podcast. It's our second one. Second episode. Absolutely. First one, when gangbusters it was awesome. It was great to see everybody. Hopefully enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm Greg LaMontagne. This is my wife. Beth. Beth LaMontagne. Beth Castro LaMontagne. There you go. The Castro files. You know aptly named after you after moi yep it's a great name i'm telling you <laughs> the castro files great name so thank you guys again for coming back check it out episode number two of the castro files we've got some fun stuff to talk about some fun and creepy stuff to talk about. some
1: fun creepy stuff fun
0: yeah. creepy stuff not
1: funny creepy stuff but fun creepy yeah that's exactly Mwah.
0: exactly eerie what do we name the spider we need to name the spider
1: charlotte very original, right?
0: <laughs> on the nose. All right, it's Charlotte. We're going with Charlotte. So uh, we share weird, strange, creepy stories on a weekly basis. Every Sunday, we drop this about 10, 11 in the morning on Sundays for you guys. Check it out while you're having your, your brunch, if you want. Your will.
1: brunch or your drive to a church.
0: Yep. Wherever you're coming from, you can check it out. Wherever you're coming or going. Absolutely. Please go out, like, and subscribe to The Bar is Open with Beth and Greg. That's where we host this. Also, you can like and subscribe to The Castro Files out on YouTube as well. So check that out. We drop these out on iTunes, Spotify, all the places you can find a them podcast as well. So, um, again, we've got a couple of interesting stories to to talk about. Mine is a little bit. Different, so I'm talking about something that, like, literally everybody has in their house, more than in likely, multiples yes. of yes. them, generally speaking. We
1: have lots of them,
0: right? So, and then I've got a little fun, interesting story, creepy story at the end to kind of tie it all up. What's okay. your, what, what do you have tonight?
1: Uh, mine is about um, an insane asylum in Massachusetts.
0: Nice. Yeah. So we'll get into some stuff here in yeah. a couple minutes absolutely. So I wanted to follow up a, uh real quick on a couple of things that we had some questions from last week and one of them on the watcher was is it has the house been sold okay. or anything. So this was the the creepy house last week that somebody has stalker watcher something the watcher Something. like for yeah. supposedly decades. generations or yeah. decades or whatever. But somebody else has the house sold. I I looked on Redfin, I looked on Right. Um, what's it Zillow? Mm -hmm. I couldn't find anything other than 2019 the house was sold, but it's hard to confirm if it was sold to a new person or whatever. I'm
1: sure it was sold to a new person if it was that
0: recent because they. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's that's. But I couldn't confirm like.
1: So here's what I wonder. I wonder if they told the people that bought it. Since they were mad at the people before them that didn't tell them well, when I they bought it. I think
0: that stories have been around for a day. Yeah,
1: but it, just because you know, the story's been out doesn't mean the person heard yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to check that out. Maybe a realtor friend of ours could dig into it and find it. 65 several. 657 Boulevard. And that's the address for the property. So, And then on a, a follow-up on the uh, the ghost called Betty, mm-hmm. real quick. Someone asked if, if they had a brother or sister that was living. I think they did. I think it's the we sister. Did uh,
1: his sister wrote a book. Yeah. I can't remember because it was several days ago.
0: Right. I think it was a book that they wrote yeah. about yeah. The, the, uh, her the sister whole episode. or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there is some history. There's some family that still lives here. I don't remember what town it was again.
1: It was... Oh man! I keep
0: wanting to say Katie, but that wasn't. It wasn't
1: it. Katie, but it was. Uh, in it's in Texas. Texas it's in Texas, so. And I can't remember. You can go the name
0: find it. it out. Check them out again. Um, the ghost called Betty. It was. It was an interesting one. So, on with the with the stories. You ready for this? But tonight, <clears throat> I am. All right. So mine again is a little bit different. So okay. I'm going to start talking about a particular item again that everybody has in their house. God. And there's always historically been kind of like growing up. Right. Right. We've always had a fascination with these things. I think even, even dogs have a fascination. They haven't seen themselves before. Oh, okay. Right. And, or like, it's an interesting thing. Babies. If you think about babies it. Definitely do babies. It too. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's the first time they ever get to see themselves. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about a mirror. Right. Right. And mirrors in general. So it's one of those kind of creepy situations that, there are so many kind of historical connotations to it, right? Back in the day, how it's made, you know, where they come from, they're passed down generation to generation. They can be super ornate or as simple as like a little My one little that we bought. A little one. <laughs> yeah, that... I trim my hair with or and put whatever. My mascara right? on put with. your right. mascara on with. Right? So, absolutely. So, I'm gonna read through this story. This is in House Beautiful uh, magazine or dot com. House Beautiful.com. And I always link these in the in the in the um, show notes so that you can go directly back to them. So, are antique mirrors evil and creepy, or are we just su- superstitious? Superstitious.
1: Okay.
0: And this is by Hadley Mendelson. Uh, and this is published back in June of 2021. So, mirror, mirror on the wall, the evil stepmo- stepmother demands red rum. The haunted little boy writes, "Double, double toil and trouble." Cry Mac- cries Macbeth's witches, "Bloody Mary." Everybody knows that one, Mm -hmm. right? Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, right? You say that in the mirror. I've never done that. Yep, because you're freaked out about it, right? Um, The little kids chant until they're sufficiently scared. What What do these incarnations have? Or I'm sorry, incantations have all have in common? Mirrors, of course. You're probably familiar with the classic scary movie murderer in the mirror trope or the good old jarring and dysmorphic Funhouse, Circus, Hall of Mirrors, Nightmare, which Okay. we all know. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Narakiss? Nar- I don't know that one. I can't remember it. I was trying to think of it, and I forgot to look it up earlier. Oh. Nonetheless, he's the one who became so beholden by the vision of his own face in the surface of water, the oh, original yeah, yeah. mirror, that he actually died of thirst as to not disturb the reflection. Right. <laughs> And more recently, in the age of the internet, eBay developed an entire section dedicated to anything haunted. Really, which I need—I want to dig oh, into that. You we buy a doll. No, we're not buying anything haunted. <laughs> with plenty of buyer beware cautionary listing titles, with mirrors dominating the list of items up to gra- up for grabs. And don't let me get started on Reddit. That's what the author says. <laughs> so for now, we we see through a glass darkly. One Corinthians corinthians 13 12 so why exactly do mirrors and especially antique ones have such a twisted reputation well there are a few reasons curious i went digging to learn more about the cultural mythological and historical customs around mirrors plus obviously i needed to know if this had any bearing on decorating with antique mirrors yeah right yep go to an ant we've Again, You've seen
1: those stories. People pick up things at an antique store,
0: and the next thing they know, it. they have a haunting. Well, we're going to be setting up a new set for this show specifically, and it's like, I nope. drive by Goodwill, right? And nope. you're like, do I pick up a couple nope. chairs there, or do I have to go to like the new store and pick up new stuff? I
1: mean, it depends on how old the chairs are, too. I know, but it's a kind of one of the things A lot of times it's the antique right? ones that you have to
0: right. be weary of. Is that basically inviting evil spirits into my house? Is kind of the question. Maybe you're just superstitious or curious like me about all things haunted. And we are. There's a pen right there. You need a piece of paper? No, I need to put my hair up. I'm hot. Oh, sorry. These lights are hot. Or perhaps that you have a burning need to know what folkloric origins of cursed mirrors tell us about our values and fears as a society. Either way, read this. We're going to go through the story before you pick up an antique one. Legends, myths, and superstitions about mirrors. Okay. According to D.D. Wood's Black Cat Curiosities Art and Antiques, the ancient Romans believed that mirrors or any reflective surface were a reflection of the human soul, and they must not be misused or something terrible could happen to the soul, or and something terrible could happen and the soul could be lost. Okay. Many cultures around the world feel that mirrors are portals to other worlds, predictors for the future, and windows to the afterlife. Perhaps it's something that something about being witnessed and duplicated, because technically you're duplicated. Right. And you really think about mirrors are interesting because it's the only time you see what other people see of you. You've right. never seen the way you. But we
1: probably don't even life. see ourselves. I'm I'm hot. This <laughs> life's hot. Um. Don't see ourselves the way others see us. Right. Sooner, so that's Absolutely.
0: So that validates us. Uh, I'm sorry. Perhaps it's something about being witnessed and duplicated. I said that that both validates us and makes us feel uneasy. A mirror makes us makes so much visible, which begets questions of what is invisible, and they can convey both truth and illusion. To take to in quotes take a cold hard look in the mirror is to be honest with oneself after a period of denial. But in quote smoke and mirrors are a trick Mm -hmm. is any other home good so extremely duplicitous other superstitions a broken mirror is said to bring seven years of bad luck correct everybody's heard that right why seven years it would take seven minutes maybe to clean up the mess without drawing blood those shards of glass can be difficult to spot and a mirror can be expensive to replace so why were super why were they super valuable in 17th and 18th centuries? New York uh, Times reporter Wendy Moonam goes as far as to say that the era, that in an, in that era a mirror was the ultimate status symbol. Louis the Ooh. 14th set the example by installing a spectacular hall of mirrors in Versailles. After that, displaying mirrors was a mark of refinement, power, wealth, and self confidence and then Stevie Nicks quote: "I really wanted you. This was this will leave you haunted in your mirror." I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a big Stevie Nicks. I'm
1: quote. not either. I'm sure it's so in a
0: song. Kind of goes for we... me. It's all good. But don't fret too much if you do crack or break a mirror. Good old Snopes rates the veracity of this superstition is a legend, not fact. Thank I mean, you. Do Snopes. we want to
1: push it though?
0: I mean, that's kind of the question, right? Yeah. Do you really want to push something I mean, like that? Do
1: we want to chance it?
0: So just think. Real quick about our house. We've got, aside from like handhelds.
1: Well, So we automatically have them in three bathrooms. In three
0: bathrooms. Right. Right. And then we've got one in, we've the, got one in the hallway downstairs right. as you go down the stairs. Right. We've got one in the Eden dining room, little right. area, kitchenette, whatever you got want. Got one
1: to the garage door.
0: One to the garage door. We've got them all over. Yeah, when you do. really think about it, do you look in any of them that oh, yeah. often? I do. do you?
1: Well, well, before I leave the house. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah i guess that's <laughs> that's really
0: the, that's like the one time like, okay
1: i'm, I'm like, good. do i have anything
0: on my face yeah, or something like that I'm right absolutely so um they say so snapes like i said uh rates the veracity of this superstition is legend not fact although their post then go on to give in-depth advice about how to rid yourself of the seven-year curse okay one of the tips being to not uh to touch a shard of the broken glass at, to a tombstone and we can't confirm this actually Works.
1: and that we all have just a tombstone <laughs> readily available
0: i mean i don't even know there's a graveyard around here
1: quite well there much. is i'm sure even a road but but i, don't I know mean yet. i'm not gonna take a piece of glass over there no. broken mirror over there yep.
0: many spiritualists also <laughs> believe that a broken mirror in a house will attract bad energy they don't exactly look pretty so i won't argue the point little wonder that some secondhand resale sites have entire sections dedicated to them it is after all a little creepy to look at your fragmented self Particularly if you're, you're already feeling a little fragmented emotionally. All right. The psychology and uh, symbolism. Okay. Have you ever had seen a puppy look at its reflection in the mirror? Right. It usually barks out of fear or confusion, though we're now used to seeing ourselves. It can be still be strange. It can be strange. Right. Right. In fact, there's a phobia known as istrophobia. I probably got that wrong. (laughs) eisthrophobia <laughs> i think which refers to an extreme fear of seeing your own reflection in a mirror and another phobia spectrophobia is a fear of seeing ghosts in the mirror in the mirror okay well that's just i think that's just a fear of seeing ghosts period Ooh. combined these amount uh, these amount to a fear of seeing ghosts in okay. the yeah. mirror mirror so estrophobia and spectrophobia if you ever see shadows dance across a mirror and ask yourself if you saw something move out of the corner eye corner of your eye you can probably understand why this is unsettling mirrors show us ourselves and show us what's behind us that's always the spooky part right like you can be walking down the street be fine right put a mirror constantly looking behind you Uh,
1: yeah i could see that
0: theoretically right because you'd be like what's behind me
1: right even
0: you can just be walking down the street and curiosity
1: kills you're just gonna yeah
0: look behind you real quick anyway right? right i mean that's just kind of a natural i think Self preservation right. in kind the of situation, exactly. right? Yeah, absolutely. So, what if we were not alone? Mirrors conjure up these existential thoughts and fears. In fact, it's quite hard to talk about mirrors without spiraling into the philosophical realm. Suddenly, your sentences are tumbling and twirling down a hallway of poignancy when all you were trying to do was explain what you saw. Mirrors can also distort perception the bendy mirrors in a funhouse right and we all know what that leads to when we're when we're shopping vintage or purchasing an uh, antique item we rarely have no idea where it came from and since it's an inanimate object it can't tell us right so you never know the history it's like there's there's you can go and look at haunted bookshelves or chairs right
1: and we'll talk about a couple mirrors here in a bit
0: yeah or dolls or all sorts of stuff right when we're shopping vintage, purchasing, I already said that. So a used sofa could have something gross or creepy occur on it in the past, but a secondhand mirror was a witness. What if a really, what if a really bad person used it to apply makeup every day? Maleficent, gl- maleficent, glaring into the surface. Or if it was passed down within a family, or just keeps getting plagued by tragedy. Chalk it up to wild, my wild imagina- imagination, but there's something unnerving about staring into your own reflection in a piece of glass that also projected a gruesome murder 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I say this as a collector of vintage mirrors, the author's collector of vintage mirrors. And also potentially I'm discovering as I write this, perhaps a mild case of estrophobia with comorbidity of spectrophobia with the comorbidity of spectrophobia. So try not to take it too seriously or let it deter you from getting a vintage mirror of your dreams. Now we go into the morning, death, religion, and meaning of okay. mirrors. Our paranormal obsession may very well be linked to our discomfort with morta- with mortality and with pain of grieving a loss in Western culture. A ghost in, in is all about the past that lingers in now, in the now, a crossing of the realms. So it's no surprise that mirrors. Which often look like windows to and bounce light are associated with origin stories with being portals or windows. Okay. Right, we've heard that mm-hmm. to another realm. Inverted, perverted ones, mirrors as portals were conceptualized perhaps as a way to explain mysterious and unexplainable events or circumstances pre-science before we knew some of right. those, Right. And I think there's a lot, there's still a lot to be learned about a lot of this stuff, right? Creating a narrative around a, a particular event helps us make sense and thus control it, which ultimately minimizes fear. According to Christine Quigley of uh, in the corpse A history, it was common for people in the Victorian age to drape a cloth over mirrors in the homes of those who recently passed.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Similarly, similarly, the post mortem photo was just one aspect aspect of an elaborate mourning ritual that uh, that often involved covering the house and body in such as uh, in as much black crepe hmm. as one could afford, as well as more in a, uh, intimate acts like washing the corpse, uh, watching over it, and accompanying it to its gravesite. So paying attention, yeah, be mindful of it. Early photos were sometimes referred to as mirrors with memories, and Victorian saw photography as the uh, Photographing the dead is one way of preserving the memory of their family member. Mm-hmm. Photos of the dead were kept as keepsakes, a displaying creep. in homes, sent to friends and relatives, worn inside lockets, and even carried as pocket mirrors. Reports best love joy of the of mental floss in their deep dive on post-mortem photography in the Victorian era. We've seen, right. you've seen pictures of like Jesse James or whomever, yeah. right? And, you know, they'll have coins on their eyes right. or weird things like that, right? So think about that. Yeah. It is a, virtual mirror looking mm-hmm. back at them right so in the jewish faith the common custom with uh while sitting shiva a morning ritual is covering up all the mirrors in the home this is a gesture of humility the opposite of vanity death is outside of our normal day-to-day scope of life and so the customs and rituals put in place to honor those moments and mark those events as elevated is a way to respect those no longer with us the same as uh true for all rituals really they bring us out bring us outside of ourselves and closer to the spirituality and uh, community so this is where we get into the antique part antiques art and culture today the fixations don't stop with traditional customs or even death the santa barbara history museum currently has an exhibit called you guessed it the haunted mirror in it, a wall of vintage mirrors beckons visitors to pass, uh, to pass to the past with a doorbell, through which the observers can experience a, uh, a visit from a ghost. The historical characters summoned by the doorbell tell stories about their lives. So this is obviously, <coughs> you know, it's a it's made up, right? Right. But they tell stories about their lives, and it's part of their main, uh, the museum's main uh, exhibit. Another example of an artist exploring the haunted mirror phenomenon is Eric o- Oglender. His previous work includes Craig's mirror, Craigslist mirrors, a popular Tumblr site that was published in uh, published the book in 16. Similarly, simple in conceit. It, it consists ex- exclusively of screenshots of listing people selling mirrors on Craigslist. So if there's a reason, you're just randomly selling mirror like we have a really big mirror mm-hmm. that I would sell if I was like, yeah, like I wouldn't just toss that out, right? It's, it was expensive it's, and right. everything else. It's right. beautiful, right, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't have a place for it, maybe you sell it, right? right.
1: If we downsized and there wasn't a room for it, right, but sell it, maybe,
0: right? Um, for a pretty penny, right. So despite all the hoopla and perceived spookiness, antique mirrors can actually be some of the most valuable collectibles. Sometimes it's because it's a piece of the piece is rare. Or may have a particularly noteworthy history, but mirrors are also timeless and beautiful, which makes for a good family heirloom that will live on through the years, among many different styles and varying environments. You can make a mirror fit kind of yeah. anything, depending mm-hmm. on the right. They hold up so well or in that around way. Around the mirror, right? That, like art, it makes them a beautiful decorative a scent, tra- uh, accent, accent transcendent of our own lifespans. So that's the history. Well, here's the crazy
1: thing. So Zach Baggins' haunted museum, they have great a great one. They have a mirror mm-hmm. that we went
0: in that room. Yeah, yeah,
1: that and we stayed in there for. I didn't stay in as long as you guys did. I was like, and I'm out. Um, that Bela Lugosi,
0: I think it. yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah.
1: his. But then it also witnessed a murder, mm-hmm. like somebody in his family that passed it down through the years got murdered in front of it um and And the
0: theory is like if you're standing in there and you just
1: stare at it
0: they did his what was it the haunted museum show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and a girl they had video of her she just like
1: fell over yeah Yeah. um but the other thing too is that you can make portals if you face a mirror to a mirror yeah because it's just replicating 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 mirror have you ever done that like like i have never done that well
0: like you know how a lot of medicine cabinets have the mirror. On oh them? yeah, and like you, you kind of just open it and you face it to the other mirror and right. it just goes on and on and now on. Now you on open on. a portal, right? And it's, are
1: gonna it's interesting.
0: So be mindful.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: So the lady in the mirror. This is a quick story, and real quick, I wanted to share this one because that's really the lady what, in the mirror. That's a lady in a mirror. This is a different. The story's going to be about a different lady in the mirror. But could you imagine seeing that in the mirror? Like you turn around and you're like, I just had to share that
1: with you. Yeah, that'd scare me
0: so this story is about the sierra nevada house that i think has been closed since i looked it up the pictures say now closed i couldn't find anything okay. it could still be i may have looked at the wrong one but i'm fairly certain this is the nevada house the sierra nevada house so the lady in the mirror you happen to be exploring the sites of california mountain range sierra nevada careful where you stay this is on backpack uh Here's a creepy story that happened to me when I was visiting California. This is what the author said. So this was updated uh, February 9, 2020. While visiting, we decided to stop at one of the quaint hotels at the foothills that feature a restaurant and old style saloon, much Mm -hmm. like the picture you're seeing. The hotel was simply called the Sierra Nevada House. I didn't know much about it at the time, except for the fact that it looked like a nice place to shop or to stop for the night. Or so it would seem. After we had checked into the to the hotel, my brother and I went to the bar for a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. Besides us, there were weren't many people. A couple at the table and a lone man sitting at the bar. We approached the bartender, who seemed friendly enough, and she served us a couple a uh, couple of beers. I noticed afterward that the bartender looked confused and seemed to be eyeing for something around the bar. Mm-hmm. I asked her what was she looking for, and. With a matter-of-fact tone, she responded, "Isabella must have moved that moved the salt again." <laughs> I asked if Isabella if, if Isabella was another uh, employee, and the bartender replied that Isabella was the name of a spirit that frequently moves things around the bar. Interesting. I'm not to I'm not one to believe in supernatural forces. Up until this point in my life, I had never witnessed anything paranormal, so I shrugged, shrugged this off, thinking the bartender was a bit nutty okay. or superstitious. As a lot of times you would, yeah, right? Totally. So after a couple of beers, I eventually had to use the use the bathroom. While walking back, something happened that I can't quite explain. I paused in the hallway to look at myself in in a long mirror, and the corner of the mirror, in the corner of the mirror, appeared a woman in a blue dress. I quickly turned around to find that I was the only one standing in front of the mirror in the hallway. When I turned back around in the mirror, to the mirror, a woman appeared again, only this time it was in black and white. Oh. I quickly jumped away from the mirror and looked up and down the hall, no one there. I tried to calm myself before I walked back down to the bar where I told my brother what happened. The bar bartender chimed in that it was indeed Isabella who I saw in the mirror. She said that the spirit was once a member of the kitchen staff, caught her lover in bed with another woman in the hotel. Once confronted, she was pushed off the balcony, which you can see just up on the top here.
1: I oh, pushed her off?
0: I guess, yeah. Master. Pushed her and fell to her death. Ever since then, she's been haunting the staff and customers, moving items or appearing in the, yeah. long mirror, in the long mirror I had seen. After the bartender was out of earshot, I convinced my brother that we needed to find another hotel. Even while sitting at the bar, I had feeling I had the feeling that someone was watching me. He of course called me crazy, but we left nonetheless.
1: Oh wow. So, I and you totally and me I would have been story. like I'm going to go stay there. Yeah, yeah. Guys okay, ready to leave and I'm like where is this? Right. So this is the Nevada
0: is Hotel. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. So that's the history of mirrors and the lore of mirrors. There's a lot that goes into it when you really think about it, right? Right. And you, I mean and they date back so long. They I do. Mean, I don't you don't you don't know
1: like you said you don't know what
0: this mirror has witnessed. Right. I'm going to look and see if I can find out like when were mirrors initially produced. mirrors first produced. Yeah. First invented.
1: Probably would be pretty early. So it says
0: reflective surfaces made a polished obsidian are the oldest mirrors in the archeolo- archaeological archaeological record dating back as far as 4000 BCE. Oh wow. The first evidence of mirrors in BCE before Christ. But what's the E? I can't remember, huh. but it means something. <laughs> um the first evidence of mirrors as grooming tools dates back to the uh, dates to the 5th century, so about 400 year 480. Okay. In illustration a uh, BCE, I'm sorry, it's that yeah. would be 400 before, Craig Before Christ, B.C. Right. Yeah. In illustrations of elegant Greeks gazing at hand mirrors, these illustrations are found on the antique pottery. Interesting. So, could probably look they've been around pot. for a while. I used to remember what that meant. I can't remember it anymore. Anyway, so yeah, just keep that in mind when you're looking in a mirror and it's dark
1: and, and in an just old run in that hotel. Bathroom. In an old hotel or an old restaurant. It's fun stuff. That's crazy.
0: Absolutely. All right. What do we got, honey? So,
1: I'm going to read you a story called To Raise the Devil. It is a story out of the Ghost Stories 2-Box box set by, what's her name? Uh, Hannah J. Titty. T-I-D-Y, Titty? Titty? Um These are true stories. So they're true crime, paranormal stories, demon encounters, poltergeist, and unsolved cases. Cool. So let me begin the tale of To Raise the Devil.
0: <clears throat>
1: and forgive me, I'm getting over cold. So. Dun, dun, dun. Numerous ghost stories are about sightings of single apparitions whose tales begin with some horrible or traumatic event, resulting in a tragic, tragic end, souls confined to the location where the vile crimes took place. But when a site is subject to the constant visitation of more than a single spirit, then that story would be indeed a horrifying haunting. Asylums have always been sites of hauntings, and for good reason. During the early times, these places treated as the graveyard for the mentally ill. During the pre-dawn of modern medicine and enlightened interpretation of psychology, the insane and the me- mentally disturbed were discarded by their family and sent away to faraway institutions, which was very common. Mm-hmm. The doctors at these institutions had a free hand with performing horrific experiments on these parties, or I'm sorry, on these patients, and all in the dubious name of science. Little wonder then that ghosts of the hundreds of dis- disturbed innocents. Uh, who were tormented and killed to haunt many of these asylums. One of these asylums, and I was thinking about this, it's located in Massachusetts. It's called the uh, today it's called the Taunton State Hospital located in Massachusetts, okay. which is one of the most horrific places where the devil himself was said to have walked through the halls. Jeez. The hospital opened in 1854. It was formerly called State Lunatic Hospital. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't think you're. And we don't
0: like we to. don't even use like the term lunatic. asylum nope. anymore, let uh-huh. alone like the state lunatic.
1: Yeah, um, so it was called the State Lunatic Hospital in Taunton, and served as the second state asylum. Ironically, it was built per the specifications of a doctor named Thomas um, Kirkbridge, who advocated treating all mentally ill patients with care and compassion. They could be the best advised through positivity and good feelings, not by being shunned uh, or fearing themselves, as most people would have an incline to do. So this is the the, the the gentleman um, who opened it. The building of the hospital followed his designs, including a large campus for patients to wander around with recreation rooms and comfortable bedrooms. The patients were supposed to have sunlight, fresh air, good food, and plenty of space to move around. It had bridgeways to keep the wards connected to the hospital's infirmary wing. The hospital was aesthetically beautiful and quite pleasing to the eye. So that's it in its original that's state. That's the original. Okay. If you go to the next picture, it does show you a picture of the connections. So okay. I thought that was really kind of the, cool
0: too. The breezeway or whatever the catwalks, yeah, they, I guess they'd be yeah. called. Yeah. They
1: called them. Uh, what they call them? Anyways, yeah,
0: yeah no they connected worries. them. They're like catwalks, like what we have nowadays.
1: The outer beauty, however, could not hide the inner ugliness that was taking place in its hallowed walls. The history is bloody, murderous, and painful. Thousands of patients tortured and several staff members over the years have reported stories of being victim themselves of some paranormal phenomenon. So this place did not close until 1975. That's crazy. Right.
0: That's like less than 50 years ago. I was five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Taunton itself hosted several infamous people within its wall. Thomas Hubbard Sumner... The inventor of the Sumner line was one such patient who spent his last days in the hospital. Convicted serial killer Jane Topin was also sentenced to life uh, life there, and her story is quite chilling. She's
0: thrilling. a ce- serial killer, and she goes to an insane asylum? Mm-hmm. Oh, presumably she's like locked down on in her own room permanently.
1: So Toplin, who lost her mother when she was a child, was raised by her father, who was an alcoholic and eccentric madman named Kelly the Crack. He left his two daughters at the Boston Female Asylum and vanished. Jane was adopted as a servant for the well-to-do Topin family and took their last name. As she grew up and trained to be a nurse, she started using her patients as her guinea pigs, dosing them with various drugs such as morphine and atropine. Jesus! She claimed that the sight of the patient when they were close to death aroused her sexually.
0: Whoopsie! Knocking lights over.
1: Um, uh, I don't know if you caught that. She claimed that the sight of the patients when they were close to death aroused her sexually. Okay, weirdo. Um, she would then she would dose them, get in bed with them, and hold them close as they passed away. She later moved back to her hometown. Dude. Where she killed her foster sister, as well as attempted to to seduce her widowed brother-in-law. Where uh, after the gruesome fact, with her foster sister dead, she tried to convince her sister's husband that she loved him by poisoning him, only to nurse him back to health. She also poisoned herself to gain sympathy from him. These attempts to get her brother-in-law's attention did not work, and he sent her away from their home. Investigations of her previous murders led to her arrest, where she confessed to having killed more than 30 people. They sentenced Jane to life at the Taunton State Asylum. Her ghost, no doubt, still haunts the halls, drawing people closer to death and holding them tightly as they pass into the void.
0: That's crazy. Uh
1: uh-huh. That's creepy, right? Madness, violence, and m- murder ran rapid within the halls of ta- Taunton, uh, while many patients housed within the fil- facility were, generally dis- were genuinely disturbed, was what... Far more frightening were the secret activities of the doctors and the staff themselves at this facility.
0: They do all sorts of crazy shit.
1: According to local legend, uh, this site was the site of cult activity and devil worship. Rumors of patients routinely sacrificed to Satan and other demons.
0: From the doc- By the doctors?
1: Staff members allegedly brought the most helpless of patients down to the basement to be offered to the Dark Lord as sacrificial no. lambs. Some patients who, after hearing uh, about the rumors of what transpired below, uh, refused to be brought down to the basement because of this, they lost yes. their outside privileges. So if they wouldn't go to the basement, if you wouldn't be
0: sacrifice, to- You're yeah. going to have to stay in your room. Yeah, probably a good trade-off.
1: What exactly happened in the basement, we can't we can only speculate. A vast number of staff members report the basement remains icy cold even in the middle of summer, and numerous cold spots move throughout the entire hospital. Even today, strange markings and blood cover the walls of the basement where there's rumored murder rumored murder rituals took place. No doubt, possibly hundreds of lost souls are still trapped within these haunted corridors, trying to reach out in the only way they know how. Jeez. One staff member decided he would like to see the truth for himself. As he walked down to the length of the stairs, he stopped on the final step, unable to move further. Rooted to the spot, he described what he could only be a paranormal experience. As he closed his eyes, he felt every single case of torture and pain that each of the tormented souls trapped within the hospital went through. He raced back upstairs and resigned from his job that very day. Even now, he has trouble explaining what he saw and went through and remains traumatized by his experience
0: here's a here's a example of like some of the the rooms like just one of the rooms with like the medical gurney and it's got like i i presume those are some sort of devices stirrup kind of things or something like that that. just give you some kind of like a current color right of like what this place potentially looked like We've got a couple others here in a minute, but yeah, it's creepy.
1: This hospital isn't the only thing that haunts the people of Massachusetts. The woods that surround it are just as terrifying. They've got to be. Allegedly, satanic rituals have taken place there as well. People have reported hearing the groaning moans, desperate cries, and anguished calls for help in the night. Banging noises are a daily occurrence as are flashing lights and strange cold drafts. Some of the later staff reported seeing a man in white walking around the corridor of the third floor. He flickers in and out of visibility, becoming physical and then vanishing coming and going as he wishes. Sometimes he's simply a shadow that crawls along the wall in a slow, terrifying manner as though looking for something. Other times he becomes a solid figure striding across the hallway in a, in a rage. The apparition is always male, but no one ever sees his full face. Residents have reported that he stands in the corner of their room and watches them silently. Okay, could you imagine? Switching on the lights, he vanishes immediately, his face always hidden from the shadows. Yeah, try to get better while there's a creepy <laughs> dude standing in your corner.
0: Dude, no. I'd be like, can I have some more morphine, please? Right, I'm, I'm in like, pain. I just need to go to sleep. I need to be knocked out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you do. <laughs> Jeez. Get the heck out.
1: Uh, Could he be one of the many victims who was tortured and killed at Taunton? Or is he the devil himself waiting to ensnare unsuspecting victims?
0: Or maybe just like some sort of Yeah, evil and, like, super evil entity. Something. Who knows, right?
1: Did the doctor, through their heinous acts of brutality and murder, actually manage to raise Satan himself? Is the victim or perpetrator? Or perhaps even both? We can only speculate. Jeez. The cemetery is also quite a haunting site. One resident reports a chilling story. A patient managed to escape the halls. He ran out of the facility, but tired quickly and unable to run any further, he decided to wait the night out in the graveyard. It seemed to be a good idea because no one would think to look of him, look for him there, uh, within the grounds of the hospital itself. As he crouched near a tombstone, he felt the cold, icy grip of a hand holding his shoulder tight enough to bruise it. Thinking someone captured him, he threw his arms up, turning around to face his captor, only to see that there was no one behind him. A second later, a whisper murmured into his ear, leave. leave. <laughs> it repeated itself again and again. Leave. Panic and terrified, the man ran back to the hospital where he spent the rest of his days. He didn't try to escape again. Were both the ghastly hand and the disembodied voice of the ghost attempting to warn him to escape the halls? Or was it the devil like himself? he needed to leave
0: out of that whole right? place, right?
1: Or was it the devil himself trying to frighten the man into staying? Only one can wonder. Doors slam, lights flash, and icy chills occur within the rooms of the facility at any given time. The shadows dance, but not in a pleasant manner. The silhouettes speak of unimaginable horror of the hundred of innocents whose bloodshed in an attempt to bring the devil to life within the walls of the facility. It is not surprising that this has become one of the most haunted places in the United States of America. Taunton State Hospital, supposedly a sanctuary for the mentally disturbed where where they might find peace and solace of spirit became something else. Doctors meant to be their caretaker, turned into their captor as they use them as sacrificial lambs for slaughter, cutting into them and offering them as baits to satanic rituals. Whether it's the, the psych, psychotic criminals like Jane Toppin or the innocent victim whose family ship them off, thousands are trapped souls within the halls to this day, their souls not finding a way out of the mental institution. So here's my thought.
0: Okay. We're in, we're in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. In go, October. Go check it out.
1: I don't know where this place is, but we should see how close.
0: We, Joe will go. So this is another picture. It's of so pretty. Like That's what's so crazy. Visual it. Yeah, I mean, they it, they made
1: these facilities beautiful. Well,
0: they spent hundreds or millions of dollars. And on they the were beautiful until dollars.
1: they started like torturing and murdering and killing everybody. So you
0: can still have a beautiful building and be like hurting people. But you also go back and you think, okay, so... Medical science back in the day, like I mean not talking 1975, right? 1975,
1: no, no. In the in the even by seventeen hundred like this open what did I say, even by today's
0: standards, like seventy-five would be kind of crude, not as eighteen fifty four
1: is when you this go opened. back
0: to like eighteen fifty-four, like
1: there was a lot of medical, experimental yeah, stuff going like on. And
0: lobotomies, and you think about all the horrific stuff that they were. I would mean, do it's
1: that how do you how
0: do you learn and if you're if you have people that See, even back then, that's the that's one of the sad th- sad things. Even if you had somebody that, it's all in
1: the name of science, had a
0: mental condition, right, right, um. They would be put into those asylums because the parent, the family didn't want to well, deal with people.
1: Well, here's the sad thing: a lot right. of time they were an embarrassment to the family. That's what I mean. Yeah. So they would drop them off.
0: Yeah. So if you had somebody with down, whether
1: them they got or better or like not, that. that's they would go with a "We'll come back for you when you're better," and then never, never come back. Right.
0: For you. And it's sad. It's a very, very sad reality. That's how it was back then, right? So you go, okay, now that on top of you have
1: murders and sacrifices that shit,
0: crazy doctors yeah. they're like we have carte blanche to do what right every because on.
1: nobody's coming back we don't have to permit and we're we don't paid have to by permission. grants
0: or by the state, state or by early medical yeah. um, companies or wealthy
1: or, um people who drop their kids off yeah. let me let me donate some money so that right. you take my kid from me you know
0: and you think that it's insane to yep. think about that it's creepy it it's is really it is really creepy. creepy but there are i mean and that's one of the things there are a lot of "Quote unquote insane insane asylums or asylums. No, they just um, what call them was it? The, what did they call it originally? What was the first name of that? Oh man, um, I just get not There was a term, but it's okay. It's okay. It's right, yeah, it's right. um, but you go back and you go like they're they're they they're just kind of standing in waste. State lunatic hospital. lunatic hospitals, right? Yeah. I remember living in Salem, Oregon, and there was an. I think they called it. This is back, in like the early '80s. Mm-hmm. I think it was early '80s, something like that. But there was an insane asylum down there. Oh, really? And it was, I think it was still called an th- insane asylum. I think it probably was downtown. still. I don't
1: think they started changing those names until like Salem, the 90s. I think
0: it was Salem, Oregon. Um, I've lived in a lot of places. Yeah, you life. have. But I think it was Salem, Oregon where they had that. And, you know, you go, you go, dang, man. It's like. But you have mass murderers? I know, or, or serial killers, Cereal or whatever killers, that are yeah. in there with like somebody that may just have a psychiatric or issue.
1: just a learning de- or disability. De- yeah, de- de- you know, now you're putting murderers and disabled people together, right. and you're and hoping for this the best weird outcome.
0: Weird petri dish of things that can happen, and no wonder it's I do haunted. think
1: ghost adventures have been he- there before because oh, really? it looked familiar in some of the other pictures. Okay. I could be wrong, um, but it, I feel like I've seen it before. Um and I if if I'm thinking correctly, there was a lot of activity. Yeah. Yeah. I can so, imagine.
0: Yeah. It's such a big build those things are huge yeah, too. It's like you saw a couple of pictures. I'll yeah. pull one back. I'll pull one back up. I'll pull the first one back up here. I mean, that's I mean, the looks, front of it. And it's a so, I mean, ton, it almost looks like a capital building it's there are a
1: ton where somebody is standing on a roof and it's obviously very old, so it's starting yeah. to um
0: collapse or, collapse.
1: And so he's standing on a roof and one of the buildings collapsed, but it still goes out, like several more buildings out you know so creepy
0: creepy 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 so those are our stories for the evening thank you guys so much hey do us a favor if you have a particular type of story like you want to talk about aliens or the chupacabra
1: or something that you've experienced yeah
0: something you've experienced please just reach out to us. You can DM find us, us on Instagram. Yeah. I'm at Greg underscore Lamonte. And she's at Lamama o- 07. L-A-M-A-M-A 07 Yeah, on Instagram. You can find us there. You can also uh, direct can message messages. The bar is open. The bar is open with Beth and Greg. You can go out there and check us out, out there. That's where I'll be posting these pictures out to the bar is open. And to the uh, dot Castro dot files, files on Instagram as well. I wish I could have found a smoother one. It is what it is. But you can check us out anywhere. And give us a little love, if you don't mind. A little like and subscribe.
1: A little thumbs up and subscribe.
0: Absolutely. And then last, just real quick lastly, is just go, we started us and a a close friend of ours that does another podcast as well. um, Started Minor League Studios. You can find all of our links out there. So minorleagestudios.com or on the Instagram page. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, you can go check that out as well. Um, and that's it for this that's evening. It, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Have a great week. Cheers. Have a great night. Take care.